I wanted to see the common denominators that they all did that uh, allowed them to get to where they're at today. And um, these are kind of the five things that I see from all of them. And I'm not saying that these are the only five things, but these are the top five big ones that really stuck out to me and uh, really like stood out and spoke to me specifically in my journey along the way. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and oh man, what a day today. I am so excited just for life in general. It has been a great week, very challenging week for me. And, uh, but, uh, I'm excited to, to start off of a new week. Well, I should say last week, last week was an exciting week. Um, uh, and a very challenging week for me. It is Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a very exciting episode here today as always, right? Um, not because of any interviews because it's Monday. We don't do interviews on Monday, but because of the topic that we're going to go over last week, as you know, we had kind of the last two interviews that we did were entrepreneurship focused. We had Damon on here uh, and then Joel. They both talked about building the businesses. Damon uh, really focused a lot more on building uh, a business with a family. And we talked about that a lot in his experience and his journey is a little bit older. Uh, seven figure business, great guy. And then uh, Joel, who I believe was 27 or 29, I think he's 27, 27 year old Joel, right? Uh, he's doing like 230, $240,000 a month in his business, absolutely crushing it, scaling. And uh, we talked all about the pieces that go into that and uh, how to get started in there and how to be different and, and things of that nature. But one of the things that I wanted to do and focus on specifically in this episode uh, was I wanted to kind of go off of what we talked about there and talk about core, fundament uh, core fundamental pillars of business and success. And what I mean by that is, and you may have known this if you listened to episode 100 and if you read the five pillars, but I'm going to be going over these here today. But essentially about 14 months ago or so, it was after my success breakdown or my mental breakdown uh, with, with depression and, and really hitting the low point in my life and studying the mindset, I started studying successful people in life and in business. And this wasn't a full 18 months or it wasn't right when it happened, but it was probably like three or four months into my journey of studying the mind and understanding the power of habit and everything like that. And it was right after I discovered the power of habit and uh, that habits and was were so important and objective thinking was so important that I decided, hey, I'm gonna go out and study successful people. I'm gonna go out and study not just like, you know, rich people, but like really, really, truly rich people and successful people um, that I respected or that I see have balance in their life uh, and, and in all areas of life, um, but specifically in the business and wealth section. So I'm not saying that all of these people have perfect family lives just because... I've never met 
any of them. Um, and I don't, I don't really know that. It's kind of hard to tell, you know, just based on what you can find. Um, but these are people that I respect, that I looked up to, and that had really good financial principles and things of that nature. So um, these are billionaires and hundred millionaires, people like uh, Warren Buffett currently, um, Mark Cuban, Rockefeller, um, going, you know, kind of going back in time to people of the past, like the Rockefellers of the world, uh, the Tony Robbinses of the world, people like that, people that have great wealth and that are very wise um, and have been very wise in their success uh, journey. And so what I did was I decided, okay, if I could identify like core principles, whether that's one core principle or three or five or 10 or seven or four, like I didn't care the number, but I wanted to know what core underlying things that they all did. And so I would study them and I would look at them and I would, you know, research and I would see where they would focus a lot of their time. And so um, I would write down attributes and I had like the, these sheets that I would write down attributes of each one of them. I would watch interviews with them on YouTube or I would watch or read books about them or just, you know, anything I could find, I would start writing down on these cards, these sheets of paper, like the attributes that they had. And then after I, you know, went and across the board, I had, you know, seven or eight or nine people that I was studying and I had, you know, six or seven or eight or nine, 10 attributes of each one of them. I would go through and I would cross off an attribute if it was not on the list of everybody, right? I wanted to see the common denominators that they all did that uh, allowed them to get to where they're at today. And um, these are kind of the five things that I see from all of them. And I'm not saying that these are the only five things, but these are the top five big ones that really stuck out to me and uh, really uh, like stood out it spoke to me specifically in my journey along the way. And I think that if we just follow these five principles and look at those, we can go, okay, this worked for them. Clearly there's wisdom to be taken from here. So I should be focusing on these things. A lot of people, they look at rich people or they look at successful people and they think that they're bad or that they're evil or, oh, they must've screwed people over in order to get rich or they must, you know, whatever the excuse is. I look at them and I go, okay, well, how do I do that? If they were able to do that, how did they do it? How can I do that? And how can I apply those same principles to my life? And so that's what I did. I, I went in and I studied those things. And so I want to go over those five principles here today. I'm also going to link down in the description down below um, where you can get these and actually print them off. I, I wrote uh, a summary of each one of these. We had a lot of people actually go and download it uh, on episode 100 is when we actually released these. And then we shut it down. Um, but we're opening it back up and I'll open it back up. I'll link it down below. We'll open it up for like maybe 48, 72 hours, something like that. So you guys can go and get this 100% for free. Um, it's just a PDF. I, I think it's like six or seven pages long. And I think it's six pages long. There's a, there's a summary page and then each pillar has one page. I explain what the pillar is, a summary about it. And then I link some resources down below that help me or that I have uh, focused on reading and studying when it comes to uh, each one of these things that we're talking about here. So there's books. Uh, uh, one of them is a course that I have um, that I like. Uh, you just go and click on them. I mean, you can buy them or not buy them. I mean, the, the resources are just there if you want to check them out. So uh, go to josh40.com slash 100, josh40.com slash 100 to check that out and um, get all your resources there. Download the PDF 100% for free. And we're going to dive into this here. Okay. So, um, it's interesting because before, before I dive in, let, let me bring some context around this. We're getting ready to start a YouTube channel and all the interviews that I've done on my podcast so far, I have recorded pretty much all of them, um, all but like one or two. Uh, we've recorded them not only in audio, but audio, also in video. However, um, when recording 
for my own episodes, the solo episodes like this, I have not done uh, a lot of that. And hardly any of the episodes I have recorded with video as well, only audio. And so right now I have a camera in front of me I'm looking at right now. And if you're watching on YouTube, hey, what's up? Uh, You're going to be able to see me, which obviously it's not out yet. But I'm going to start recording these solo episodes uh, for for YouTube so that we can put them out there when we're ready for it. We got some big, I want to say big announcements coming up soon. But I don't even know. In fact, by the time this episode's out, do we? I don't even know if we. We might. We, we may or may not have released them by then. Um. Anyway, but uh, a YouTube channel is in the mix of things, and and when the announcement's made, you're gonna understand why. Uh, big, big shifts and changes have changed in my life. And so I'm trying to get as much FaceTime with me on these uh, audio or on these podcasts as possible. So if you're on YouTube, thank you for watching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you're on the podcast as well, if you would just um just hit the subscribe button, YouTube or on podcast, leave a rating, leave a review. If you're on the YouTube, leave a comment. Um, I read every single one of your comments personally. This is true on Instagram. This is true on YouTube. This is true on Facebook. This is true in the podcast section. If you leave a review, I literally personally go through and read each and every comment and each and every review and uh, get that feedback. It helps us shift and create the content around that. So um, please, like your feedback is welcome and it's encouraged. You actually have a voice. And when I ask you, like in emails that I send out to people, I say, hey, listen, if you could reply back to this email, if you got it, or if you have an opinion or whatnot, I really do go through and read them. Like, yes, my team manages the email inboxes, but they forward all those to me. There's a specific category or inbox that we have specifically for those that I log into uh, several times a week and read all the feedback. I I reply to almost every Instagram comment and things like that. So uh, it really does help shape the content. What you want to see more of that's what I want to produce more of. And so um, just let me know there. And and obviously, like this podcast is my journey through life, but um, a lot of the journey is just learning. And so anyway, we're going to dive in here and go over these five pillars. If you follow these five pillars, more likely than not, I would, I would say that if you follow these five pillars, there's a guaranteed chance that you become successful. But I don't want to make a guarantee, obviously, but I would say Stakes are, or chances are very, very high that if you follow what it is that we're talking about here, and I've got my computer up, there we go. Um, if follow is what we're talking about here, that uh, you're going to ultimately have a lot more success when it comes to finances and when it comes to the things that we're doing, okay? So let's dive in. Five pillars of success. All right, pillar number one, okay? So remember, this is from Billionaires. Throughout time, throughout history that I've studied, both alive and not alive, current and and in the past, and also 100 millionaires, people that have financial success. The first thing that I noticed in all of this, this is probably the thing that stood out the most to me, was every one of them used objective thinking, mastered their mindset, and knew their strengths and weaknesses. And this is interesting. Now, they might not have called it objective thinking, but you know, the definition that we're using or that when I say objective thinking, what I'm talking about is the ability to remove yourself from a situation, remove your emotions from the situation and look at things without bias or without prejudice or without your own emotions involved. Okay. Look at it clearly from a third person point of view. Look at it for what it really is. Now, I'm not saying that if you have emotions towards a situation, that the uh, you should you know get rid of your emotions, but what I am saying is is that you're supposed to use those emotions at fa- as facts. So rather than looking at a uh, an emotion and saying or looking at a situation and being like, oh my gosh, you know, like I feel so sad about this. No, you you take a step back and you go, okay, how do I feel about this? I feel sad. That was a, that was a fact. I'm not going to let that that fact or or that that thing cloud my judgment. I'm just going to look at it for what it actually is. And I, as I studied each one of these 
successful people, I noticed that every single one of them had this ability to rise above the noise of people, of other people, but also above themselves, get out of their own head and really look at things for how they are, not how they wanted them to be and say, okay, this is where we're at and make decisions accordingly based off of that. And then really understand, all right, I've got to master my mind because they understood, you know, using objective thinking. I've got to become the master of my mind. I got to get out of my own head and I've got to know what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. In fact, Mark Cuban talks a lot about this. Warren Buffett talks a lot about this, you know, and, and, and Tony Robbins too. If you're not good at something and you're trying to, you know, go into business, A, partner with someone that is good at the things that you're not. B, uh, if you don't want to partner with someone, hire people around that. Don't focus on your weaknesses in business or what you're doing. If you can't fix something, if you're not natural, you know, if you're not good at it, fine. That's fine. If that's a weakness of yours, find someone that is. You know, I know for me, and this is one of the things that I had to learn in my own life. Like when I am hiring people, I know that I'm a very uh, picky person and I'm, I'm a very difficult person to work with in, in the case of I'm not very structured in how my brain works with ideas. I, when I kind of get into the, the creative side of things, like I like structure when there's lots of people working together, but I don't, I'm not like that at all times. And so I know that for my employees, them reporting to me all the time and needing stuff back, I know that that's difficult for me and that I, I'm not like that. And so them coming to me for answers and me being their point of contact would not be a good thing if that was what they had to do all the time. So I hired someone, Carrie, you're amazing. And she, you know she's been a phenomenal job that the rest of the employees, the rest of the people that I work with, they go to her. I really only have one point of contact with my employees and that's through Carrie. I mean, yes, they have direct access to me and we, we have team meetings or whatnot, but for the majority of the day-to-day -day things, I'm not good at that type of stuff. I don't want to be involved in that type of stuff. I've got to really think. So I know that. I also know that I am very, very, I work in this disorganized chaos or this organized chaos. And then I take all that and I need it organized, right? So I go and I brain dump and organize or brain dump everything. And then I organize. And so for me, that's not really good for the team when my thoughts are all over the place, but Carrie is able to handle that. And so I know these things about myself. You know, I know my strengths and my weaknesses, not all of them, and I'm working on it, but every single person I've studied, I studied, understood what they were good at, what they were bad at, they mastered their mindset, and they used objective thinking to get clarity and to get ahead. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, some some resources. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say if you want all the resources, there's specific books that will help you with this that I really really recommend. Every single one of the resources that I recommend, I own and have read personally or gone through personally. So these are not just like random things that I googled and searched on. Like I actually own each one of these things and, and have read them all personally. So go to joshbordy.com/slash/100, just one zero zero, um, to check it out and you can get the resources there. Okay, pillar number two. Pillar number two is. Every single one of them knew how to build their network or built their network, had a, had a very good network and learned how to sell in some format or another, all right? Now, I'm not saying that every single successful person was a phenomenal salesman one-on-one -on -one or a phenomenal salesman on the phone, okay? Grant Cardone is, right? He's a phenomenal salesman on the phone or in person one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and But... You look at Russell Brunson, Russell Brunson's not. Russell Brunson's super awkward. If you ever met him in person, he's one of the most awkward people you'll meet. It's hilarious, especially around a lot of people. Um, but he's, 
really, really good at selling to the masses. Tony Robbins, same way. Tony Robbins is not good at, you know, or I don't know, I've never actually met him in person, so maybe he's phenomenal in person, but he's also good at selling to the masses. You look at Warren Buffett, he sells himself a different way, right? He might not be the one closing deals on the phone, although at some point I think he did, and he's not getting up on stage and selling to the masses, but he is very good at selling on selling to investors, selling his ideas to people, selling his employees, his, his team members on this idea of what it is that he's trying to do. And with that, he knows how to sell. And so in some format or another, you are going to have to learn how to sell. It's absolutely fundamentally key. You've got to learn how to do it. This is why we release Sales Fundamentals. This is why Sales Fundamentals is, I mean, this is my sales and networking training that we put together. It's going to be one of the most amazing, phenomenal courses. Like this is my core project right now. Um, and so if you haven't checked that out, I'll, we'll link it below uh, down there as well. We're running a super cool special on that. I'm not trying to pitch anything here for you, but if you're interested in learning more specifically about sales, I do have one. What we're selling it for versus the value inside is just night and day. It's like I genuinely believe it's 100 times more valuable than what we're selling it for when it comes to the basis of learning sales. But let, once again, I'm not trying to pitch you. I'm just saying if you want more information, um, there'll be we'll link that down in the description below. But they all learned how to sell. They all learned how to sell not only products and ideas, but they also all learned how to sell. And this is incredibly important. They learned how to sell themselves. And that's what networking is. I mean, Warren Buffett arguably probably has one of the greatest networks of all time. Uh, Tony Robbins as well. Um, you know, you know these Rockefeller, Mark Cuban. I mean, these people have incredible networks, not only because of what they did, but because they did learn how to sell themselves. They did learn how to position themselves well. They did learn how to provide value to people. And when you understand how sales works at a core level and at a psychological level, you become good at networking. And because like a lot of people, when they think sales, they think high pressure tactics and, and things of that nature, but that's just not true. That's not how it works, okay? Sales, when you understand it, like yes, high pressure tactics can work in sales and that's one tactic of sales. I don't like it, but- Sales, when you understand how it works at a psychological level and, and really understand what's going on, now you understand what people are looking for. Now you understand how to provide value. And that's what ultimately we're trying to do here. And that's what each one of these people have done incredibly, incredibly well. And it's why we have uh, sales fundamentals as well. We talk about that in there. So every single one of them, like they knew how to sell and they understood that people buy from people that they know and trust. They really do. And that's absolutely important. Uh, to understand. So uh, if you want to see the resources on that, like I said, joshworty.com slash 100, I'll give you my top four favorite books to read on networking and sales. All right. How are we doing on time here? All right. We're perfect. All right. Pillar number three. This one's interesting because not all of them were necessarily good at this pillar, but all of them understood the importance of this pillar and went out and found people to do it as well. And that is, they all understood the importance of systems and team building and the importance of becoming a leader because they understood they could not get where they were going alone, all right? One of the biggest changes that I made in my personal life, okay, um, was the, well, not even my personal life, my business life, my personal life, everything. One of the, the fundamental biggest changes was hiring my first employee. My first full-time employee, not a VA, like actual employee was Carrie, uh, a lady by the name of Carrie. She still works for me to this day. We just passed our one-year work anniversary. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when this is going to come out. So like a couple weeks ago. Um, 
And that fundamentally changed my life, not only because I had someone else helping me, but because now I had to be a leader. Now I had to go out there and, uh, you know, run team meetings and, and, and do that. Now I had someone to bounce ideas off of. Now I had someone that really helped me in my weaknesses. Now I had this whole other person to go and, and, and really build around. And on top of that, like it just, you look at things differently. And so many things happen when you go and hire someone and when you start building a team, when you're responsible for that, everything changes. My life became so much better when I hired her. Every single dollar that I've spent has been incredibly worth it simply because of what it's done. And every single one, oh, and Carrie was the person that helped me implement systems into my business. I didn't know how to do it. And Carrie and I learned together. And, you know, when we brought on more people, you know, now we have more employees working for us or for me, like the systems that we put in place were largely due to the help from Carrie. And so every single successful person that I studied understood that systems were the key to everything, right? I learned that from Sam Ovens, but systems were the key to everything. They were the key to organization. They were the key to scaling. They were the key to data. They were the key to speed. They were the key to organization. Like everything revolved around having good systems in place and in order to have systems in place, you needed people to build the systems. In order to scale and to run the systems, you needed people, you needed a team. And in order to run a team, you need to be a leader. And so each one of the people, this goes back to pillar number one of knowing your strengths and weaknesses, a lot of them weren't good at building systems. And if that wasn't their strength, if they were weak in that, they hired someone to do that. And um, they all went and had leadership training and, and became the leader that was needed there. And so I really, really want to encourage you to say, listen, understand that if you're not building systems, if you're not you know, hiring people, if you're not building a team, whether it's a paid team right now or not, like you need to be focusing on that because you're going to get to a point where you cannot go any further without one. And that's lack of this was a large reason that I had my failure, my, my downfall and, and reached that low point in my life because I had no systems, I had no organization and I had no team, I had no leadership. And um, yeah, this is very, very important. Systems create leverage, they create order and um, leadership is key for that. I also, we created sales fundamental, I'm sorry, uh, systems creation secrets around that. It's another training that we have. I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna link it down below, but if you're interested, you can hit us up. Um, but there's some resources that I really recommend for learning systems. I actually, um, the books that I read to study systems and to learn how to implement them in my business, I linked these down in the resource section uh, in the PDF. So josh40.com slash 100. All right, pillar number four. This is probably the most underrated pillar slash skill by entrepreneurs and people that want to get ahead in life. Um, it's important and I think we know it's important, but I think that like all the rest of them, that we've talked about so far, they're they're all important. But I don't think you would say these things to anyone and they'd be like, yeah, well, that's not important. Like everyone would agree. But this one, you get to it and I don't think people understand the the importance and the, the power of this one per se. And that is each person that I studied had very in-depth financial education slash management of their finances and surrounded themselves with people that did as well, okay? They managed their finances well. They were very responsible. There is a, a saying out there, I don't know the exact saying, but it goes something to the effects of, uh, it's way easier to, keep, or to make money than it is to keep money. 
Most people think that making money is the hard part. Making money is not the hard part. Making money is actually one of the easiest things in the world to do. When you understand sales, which is sales fundamentals, like I talked about earlier, when you know how to sell, when you know how to network, sales is literally one of the easiest and simplest things you can do. However, keeping that money, protecting that money, growing that money, having the financial education on the back end of that money is substantially harder than it is to just make it. And as I studied each one of these people, I realized, okay, financial literacy is something that is absolutely crucial. If you're not good at it, hire someone that is. It will be one of, I would argue, probably the second best investment you'll ever make. The first one being investing in yourself. And so always having control over your finances, organized with your finances. I have one of the best things and and most stress relieving things that I ever did in my life was hiring a bookkeeper slash accountant. Every um, month, I get a report from them. I pay them. I don't know how much it is. It's not terribly a lot. I think it's around $100 um, a month. And they do all my book working for me. Or maybe it's 150, like 100, 150 bucks. They do all my bookkeeping work for me. I get profit and loss reports. I get expense reports. I get everything. I know where exactly my money is. That's just the organization of it. And that's very important. But even further than that, I'm talking about tax laws. I'm talking about um, where to put your money, where to invest your money, how to, to not spend it. Where's the best place to you know, avoid fees or unnecessary costs? If the, econo- if the economy goes into a downturn, where should you put your money? All those things are incredibly important. And one of the people that I trust more than anyone uh, on this and has become a, a good friend of mine is Brad Gibb. If you have not listened to episode 100 of the podcast yet, oh my gosh, go back and listen to it. It is overwhelmingly the best podcast episode I think that we've done and overwhelmingly the most downloaded. I mean, it's like 30 or 40%, I think it's 30% more than the next closest downloaded episode and over 50% higher than the average amount of downloads that we get on a podcast. So many people love this. Brad Gibb, he manages, he used to work at Goldman Sachs. Now he manages money for like Russell Brunson, Steve Larson, Rachel Peterson, like all the big wigs in Inner Circle. He's an absolute beast at it. He's managed hundreds of millions of dollars. He understands financial literacy so well. And that's where I learned from. And I would highly recommend you go there and check him out as well. In fact, that is one of the resources that I give uh, down in this PDF is a link to uh, his training. It's not, I don't even have an affiliate link for it. It's just that good. I just linked it. There's several other books in here as well um, that I, I link and that I, I talk about that I've read and that has just fundamentally changed my life. And I, I would highly recommend you do this. But Every single person that I studied understood the five uh, pillars of money and also just how money works. There's making money, keeping money, managing money, protecting money, and then multiplying slash growing money. And each one of them really understood that at a core level. So that's pillar number four. Please, please, please become financially um, literate. Like understand your finances. It's probably the biggest key or one of the biggest keys that uh, allows you to have long-term wealth. All right, and now the last pillar, last pillar that we have, and then we'll wrap this up here. And this one, it's interesting because like, I think that, okay, let me just just dive into the pillar. Pillar number five, never, ever, ever stop learning. Every single person that I studied from whether it was you know hundreds of years ago to current, no matter what industry that they were in, no matter how much money they made, no matter what they sold, no matter what they did, every single one of them 
stresses the importance of not stopping learning. You've got to continue learning and educating yourself, investing in yourself. We as a society tend to go and uh, like think that, oh, you know, just because we're done with high school or college or grad school, like that's when we stop learning in life and that life will teach us lessons. But most people stop learning after that time. Maybe if you take a course or you go to a seminar or something like that, like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, I, I learned something there, but that's not enough. Like if you want to truly be successful, you need to engulf yourself in learning all the time. I read every single day in some format, whether it's audiobooks or written books. I listen to, when I run, I'm constantly listening to audiobooks. I try to read for one to two hours a day. It doesn't happen every day, but almost, I mean, I, I really try to do that, uh, in some format, whether that's courses or reading or going to conferences, like you've got to invest in yourself. So many people just assume that the college system or that the education system of our society is going to be the thing that gets them where they want to go. Like college and, and, and formal education is almost, I don't want to say it's worthless because, you know, I think that even in, in classes that I've attended and go to and endorse, like, you know, there's good education in some of those things, but, you know, going to a, a structured education institution, oftentimes like they're, they've structured that for, you know, mass volumes, like study things from different angles, study everything. Don't just study money, study money, study marketing, study sales, study business, study philosophy, study, you know, whatever it is that you're interested in, study science, study nature. I mean, I think everybody should study nature. I mean, if there's any, there's any three topics that I think that, well, I mean, these five pillars are a lot of them, but like, I think everybody should study nature. I think everybody should study finances. I think everybody should study religion. And I think everybody should know how to sell a network, you know? And, and if you study those things, you're just going to overall increase not only your earning potential and not only your respect and like your overall knowledge, but like you're literally going to improve the overall quality of your life. And you're gonna be able to make decisions more clearly. And uh, this is something that absolutely every single person that I studied just so heavily preached upon and said that was an absolute must and an absolute key to what that they did. So um, those are the five pillars. And like I said, these are the five things that billionaires and hundred millionaires and, and people that I studied all followed throughout history. If you go to josh40.com slash 100, josh40.com slash 100, you can get the list for free and as well as uh, a links to all the resources, all the books that I recommend, all the books that I've read personally and uh, that have really helped me accomplish each one of these things. And a lot of them are by the billionaires and people that I studied. In fact, um, one of the books that I recommend uh, is by Ray Dalio. He's a billionaire that I studied. Another one when it comes to finances that I recommend is um, Warren Buffett's Letter to the Shareholders. Um, that's by Warren Buffett. Another one is Money, Mastering the Game by Tony Robbins, who's one of the ones that I study. So all throughout here, I am, I'm not only researching what they're doing and how they're doing it, I'm learning everything as much as I can. And then I'm recommending resources specifically from them to show you that this is a very thought through process. I don't just whip these things together, throw them all together last minute and go, oh, this sounds like a good idea. No, like there's an actual thought process and pattern through all these things. So go to josh40.com slash 100 to get uh, all or to get the PDF download and all the resources there as well. All right, quick recap. Ready? Pillar number one, use objective thinking, master your mindset and know your strengths and weaknesses. Pillar number two, build your networks and learn how to sell in some format. Pillar number three, learn how to build systems and teams. Become a leader. 
because you can't do it alone. Pillar number four, have very in-depth financial education slash management and surround yourself with financial, financially literate people. And pillar number five, never, ever, ever stop learning. All right, josh40.com slash 100. You can get your books or you can get the resources, you can get the PDF and go for it there. All right, guys, that is all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and you have not yet left a rating and a review on the podcast, please do that. Um, that would just help us out tremendously. I appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube or you're watching uh, on any other platform besides, uh, or listening on any other platforms besides iTunes, leave a comment down below. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are and what kind of content you want to see. I really do appreciate the feedback. All right, guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all, and I will see you on the next podcast episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on that you like my stuff and that I'm I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh Forty or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.